You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. We are in a new series already. We started it last week uh, entitled Gospel Demonstrated. And as you know, if you've been coming here and if you're part of this church, we give a high value when it comes to the gospel because we believe that the gospel is the power of God that changes people. Uh, it's not um, the things that we do but in church, but it's really the power of God uh, transforming us. For us to appreciate the gospel, basically gospel is the good news. The reason why there's a good news because we have a bad news. The bad news is, is because of the original sin, we, men and women, are destined to be separated from God forever. Imagine that, diba? Right? That you will be separated from God forever. But because of the gospel, because Christ came here on earth to pay the penalty for our sin, He exchanged His righteousness for our sin, and because He was sinless Himself, on the third day He rose again, proving that He is the Son of God, and the Bible says whoever believes in Him, that's where the good news comes in. Whoever believes that Christ is our Savior, is our Lord and Savior, that we will be saved. Or in other words, we will have a relationship and fellowship with God forever. In contrast to being separated with God forever. But we also believe that the gospel is not just meant for us. Na parang this is a ticket going to heaven. We also believe that the gospel is not just meant in the four corners of this room, but the gospel is meant to be lived out. That's the reason why that is our title and our topic for this series, Gospel Demonstrated. More than us coming here every Sunday, worshiping God, there is a part in the gospel that should not just remain in this place, but there is a part in the gospel that we, as believers of Christ, should um, demonstrate. And I guess the best way for us to demonstrate the gospel outside is when we address uh, the needs of our society. And I believe that the greatest need of our society right now is in the area of poverty. The reason why there are a lot of things happening on this earth, the reason why a lot of things, dysfunctional things, is basically because of poverty, if you would agree with me. If you're going to analyze and look at it, um, the reason why there's a lot of crime rates, the reason why there's a lot of killings, nagpapatayan, the reason why there are uh, a lot of people na nagdanakaw, that the reason why may mga riding in tandem, all right? The reason why there's drugs, kumbaga rampant yung drugs sa ating bansa, is because of poverty. Mga tao may mga pangangailangan, so they would do things that would try to take them away from that state of poverty. And that's the reason why last week we talked about, about trials and temptations. I believe the reason why we started it is because before we as Christians, before we can reach out and share the love of God to people who are in need of our help, is that we ourselves we should be fully convinced that when trials and temptation would come our way, Ren, that we will be fully convinced 
that the gospel is the one that gives us hope. That in trials and temptations, we can find joy in trials and temptations because we know at the end of the day that God is working in us, doing something in us so that we can become stronger. Now, if that fact is not true to us, then it would be hard for us to reach out to those na may nangangailangan sa ating society, those who are in poverty. Eh, but the, I guess one of the challenges that we have right now in our society as we talk about um, poverty, reaching out to others, is because we live in a society right now, yes, in poverty, but also we live in a society that's very ano, yung consumeristic. Kumbaga, there are a lot of things being advertised in TV, in, in the internet, in Lazada. How many of you here? Okay, ilan dito sa inyo? That you were able to purchase, probably meron kayo napanood sa TV and sa home TV shopping, and then you said, gusto kayan. Right? Or probably you browse in the internet, and, uh, there's something na binibenta, gusto kayan, kunin kayan. Or probably you went to Lazada, trip-trip lang, pero biglang you realize that gusto kayan. And then you're able to buy it. But after a few weeks or a month, nandun na lang siya nakatago. Hindi na natin siya ginagalaw. Di ba? Or probably, when you're able to buy it, kumbaga, the, the package is saying, if I'm going to buy this, the ad is saying, if I'm going to buy this, I'm going to have nice abs, all right, after a few weeks or months. But then, after a few weeks, and few months, ganun pa rin. Isang sakong bigas pa rin yung laki ng tiyan natin. Diba? Kumbaga, this is false advertising that we feel that we are deceived. Diba? Parang niloko tayo ng ad na to. But how many of you believe that, yes, it's bad when we are deceived by other people, but then again, how many of you would feel that it's more, ano, parang mas, lalong masakit? when we realize na tayo mismo, we are deceiving ourselves. Or in other words, tayo mismo, niloloko natin yung sarili natin. And the reason why I am saying this is because this preaching is, is about being one, being true to ourselves, being true to our relationship with God. Because you know what? At the end of the day, when we are not true to our relationship with God or true to ourselves, it would be frustrating when it comes to our Christian walk. It would be frustrating not only for our Christian walk, but it will also be frustrating for people who sees us. Knowing that we are Christians, people will be frustrated. Ganyan ba talaga yung, ano, yung isang Christian? But we will also be talking about in relation to, to us being true to ourselves, we will also be talking to, about how does the Word of God relate in us being true to ourselves so that we can say that we are able to represent God, the one who saved us, that we'll be able to represent Jesus in a way that other people will be so attracted that they themselves would say, I want to worship the God that this person is serving. Yung mga pag-uusapan natin today. So right now, as we have ended in the first part of James 1 last week, we'll be continuing and starting in James 1 verse 19. Know this, my beloved brothers, that every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, 
Put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep ones unstained from the world. Let's bow our heads and pray. Lord Jesus, we just want to say thank you for this time. Thank you for the opportunity to be here with spiritual family, with church community, as we learn from the preaching of your word. I pray, Lord God, that even right now, as, as your message, Lord God, is, is spoken, I pray that it would be placed in our hearts and it would grow in our hearts as well so that we may be able to demonstrate it to those around us. Lord, we thank you. We love you. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. In this series, we are using the book of James. Ito yung tinitignan natin. And James, the James here is not the James na kasama ni Jesus when he was with the 12 disciples. James here is the half-brother of Jesus. He is an unbeliever uh, when Jesus was here on earth. But when Jesus died on the cross and rose again, he started to believe that indeed Jesus is the Son of God. And James, during this time, he was able to, uh, during his life, he was able to write this book. This is a reminder for us uh, in how it is, the book of James is a reminder for us, how it is to become a Christian. Or dito yung sinasabi natin na ano, uh, Christian living. Paano ba mamuhay ang isang uh, Kristiyano? And because during that time, there were a lot of things happening in the church. There are a lot of people going through something and people saying something, but then they're not practicing what they are preaching. In the last part that we talked about, James mentioned about uh, religion. And probably you have heard me say here that more than religion, all right, more than religion, God is concerned with our relationship with Him. Kumbaga, probably every time you would hear me say that, you have a negative picture of religion talaga, di ba? Na ang sama talaga ng religion. Ang importante is a relationship with God. And I also believe that probably the reason why the word religion has been tainted is because what we see when we talk about religion, nakikita natin, is the religious institution. All right? But during the time of uh, James, when he was talking about religion, he was talking about the rituals or the practices. And for example, the word religion is not really bad because we ourselves are doing it. When we pray, it is a, re a religious act. It is a practice that we do. When we sing songs, when we lift up our hands, when we clap, it's a religious practice. 
uh, when we stand up and read God's Word or when you read God's Word in your homes, it is a religious act. When you pray, when you pray for the food later, uh, sa lunch, di ba? It's a religious act. When we do communion, when we do water baptism during Victory Weekend, all of these things are religious act. But then, James was addressing, uh, yes, you're able to do these things, but he was saying that more than doing these things is that you have to have, yung sinasabi niya ng, ano, true religion. More than the practices, practices are good, but at the end of the day, the question is, what is it in your heart? Because we can come here every week, weekend and week out, but then, wala, kumbaga, wala naman tayo dito sa zone. Right? Kumbaga, we are somewhere else. Our mind is uh, somewhere else. So James was addressing that. When you say, if you're saying that you are a Christian, you practice true religion. And I believe this is what true religion is all about. The true religion is a response to the love of God that has been demonstrated to us through Jesus Christ. Knowing that God loves us so much that He sent His one and only Son to die on the cross. Knowing and responding to that. That's the reason why we worship. We lift up our hands. We do communion. We read our Bibles because it is a response we are responding to the love that Jesus Christ demonstrated. And also, we don't only just respond to what He did, but true religion is also a demonstration of the love that we experience from God to those who are in need of His love. Yan po yung true religion. It is important to note when James was talking, he was talking to Christians. He was talking to Jewish uh, believers, uh, Jewish believers who are, who are expert when it comes to rituals. But then James was addressing, yes, rituals are good, but more than that, doing rituals, you have to go back to our hearts. And that's the reason why right now, if you are here, this is a message for us. If you are saying that you are a Christian, that I believe in what Jesus did on the cross, that He died for my sin, that I have accepted Him as my Lord and Savior, this is a message for you and me. But if you are here, it's your first time, or you've been coming here for the longest time, pero you are, if you're going to be honest to yourself, you can say na, I'm, I'm not really part of this. The only reason why I'm here right now is because kung hindi ako pumunta, mag-aaway kami ng asawa ko. Or kung hindi ako pumunta, mag-aaway kami ng magulang ko. If you are that person, alright? Kumbaga, James was talking to Christians. But if you are that person, I still want you to listen. Why? Because probably the reason why you're like that, or some people, most people are like that, is because people have already been tired of hearing people say something about religion or tired to preach something, but they're not doing it, or hindi nila ginago. They're not walking the talk. That's the reason probably you're tired and frustrated. But I want you to listen if you are here for the first time. Because I want you to know, yes, there are, we are not perfect. That's the reason why we're talking about this. But I want you to know, I want you to listen because I want you to know that that is not the will of God. That we should not do what He says. The will of God is that for us to be able to obey what He says, 
for us to represent Him well. I want you to know the heart of God. So if it's your first time here, I hope that you'll be able to get the heart of God in this message. So, so we're talking about true religion. And here, James started, James said, uh, Know this, my beloved brothers. He was talking to his fellow Christians. He was saying, You, my brothers, my spiritual brothers in Christ, know this. He was reminding them of their identity, who they are, that they are brothers, that they have been saved through faith by what Jesus did on the cross, that you have been saved, that you, that you have a relationship with God, that you are my brothers. He was reminding them of their identity because identity leads to activity. When you know who you are, you're going to be able to do what you are called to do. So he was reminding them that you are my brothers, that you are Christians. And probably some of us needs to be reminded of that. Some of us needs to be reminded of that, that you are a Christian. James encourages the church you are my brothers. And he was saying, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. He was reminding them that, that as new creation, you, have be, you should be quick to hear. Or you, when, when, when you're going through trials, going back to last week's message, trials and temptations and testings, if you're going to trials, testings, and temptations, you have to be quick to hear. Why? Because in times of trials and testings, we have to be able to listen to the voice of God. Sometimes we can be tempted to do our own thing. But James was saying, be quick to hear. Pakinggan mo kung ano sinasabi ng Panginoon sa sitwasyon mo. He was also saying, you have to be slow to speak. When there are testings and trials, it's easy for us to... Ano yun, yung basta magsabi na lang kahit ano. Our emotions can, 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 can be a master over us when we are going through something. And he was saying, be careful with what comes out to your mouth. When you are going through something, be careful with what you say because it might not be helpful. It may, be, it may discourage, uh, it may bring discouragement to other people or, or destroy relationships. And lastly, he said, slow to anger. In other words, when you are facing a situation, more than reacting to the situation, you have to respond. So he was reminding this. James was reminding this to his brothers. Quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. He says, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God, because if we're angry or ano, uh, when we talk about slow to anger, it doesn't talk about that. When you are angry, it is sinful. It doesn't talk about that. But he was just saying, when you're facing a situation, slow to anger. Why? Because at the end of the day, people around you are looking at you. If we are to represent God, we have to be mindful of the people around us, because it does not produce the righteousness of God. So in verse 21, sabi dito ngayon, therefore, after being reminded who they are, after being reminded when you go to trials, testings, and temptations, this is how you should respond. And then goes saying, therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive 
with meekness the implanted word which is able to save you. So he was saying, since you are a new creation, put away all these things. All right? And receive with meekness the implanted word. What is that implanted word? It talks about the gospel. The gospel that changed you. The gospel that made you realize that you are a person in needing of a Savior. It talks about that, yes, you, you've been saved already, fellow brothers. You've been saved already. You lift up your hands. You receive Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. But he was saying, receive mo pa rin. You continue to receive that implanted word. It's not just a ticket for you to go to heaven, but it is a, a, a thing that we bring for us to live a victorious life. It's so amazing when he was talking about here, he was saying quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Basically, it talks about kapag ginagawa mo yan, you are to listen. And he also said, receive with meekness the implanted word. When we talk about receiving the, the Word of God, during their time, uh, they receive it through verbal communication. Kumbaga, naririnig nila. In other words, James was saying here is that you listen, guys. You listen. Or probably in our context, is that you read God's Word. Kumbaga, you receive it. You continue to re- listen to God's voice, to try to hear and know what God wants to tell you in this situation. And, and, and Kumbaga, no matter what your situation you may be in, good and bad or bad, you just continue to receive and listen what God wants to tell you. So He is giving emphasis here on us really putting value to the Word of God. And I hope that as Christians, I've been a Christian for, for magano na, mag, to 20 years. 20 years already. And one of the things that I try to battle as a Christian is that I'm trying to say to myself, I'm continually trying to battle myself to say na alam ko na to. Nabasa ko na ang salita ng Diyos. Kumbaga, I'm, kumbaga, two, years, kumbaga, two years ko nang nabasa to, eh, yung Word of God. Dalawang beses ko na naulit. That is the one thing that I try to avoid. Because like James was saying, it is important for us to continue to receive his word. I hope that we would be reminded that His Word is very uh, important. And when we receive it, we pray that it would take root in our hearts. But after that, after saying receive with meekness or being humble in humility, you humble yourself in receiving God's Word. After that, He moves on in verse 22. He says, But be doers of the Word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. There's a contrast between hearers only versus hearers who do. At the first part, we were talking about just James telling these people, listen or read God's Word. Listen to what the voice of God is telling you. Listen to what the Word of God is telling you. But then, in this part, he did not just end it there. Okay, listening is good. It's over. It's done. You can go home. After a service, you can go home. But then he says, don't just listen, but be doers of the word as well. Be doers of the word. He was saying more than listening. Be doers of the word. Because hearing the word without action is deception. 
hearing the word without action is deception. He gives us an illustration. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away at the end of and at once, forgets what he was like. How many of you have a mirror in your home? Diba? Here we have a, uh, a mirror. <laughs> Probably some of you, merong gayetong salamin. Gayang kalakayan na salamin sa bahay. A mirror. So James was saying, <laughs> James was saying, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man, what? He's like a man who looks intently. Intently. You look intently. Every time you wake up in the morning, what do you do? Besides Facebook, right? you go to the mirror and look at yourself. Every time after you eat a dinner somewhere, you grab a mirror or your phone, selfie, tingnan mo if there are mga tinga. Kung sa umaga, titingnan mo kung meron kang mga muta. So he says here, he's like a man who looks intently, intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself, after looking intently, he looks at himself and goes away. And at once, he forgets what he looks like. Or in other words, he already saw that Meron ka ng muta. Nakita mo may muta, but still, you did not do anything about it. You only saw, but you did not do anything. So James was saying, basically, that that is a, a person who is just a listener or a hearer and not a doer of the Word. The, the Word is like a mirror that gives us a reflection of ourselves. It tells us of the approval of God that we, are, that we have been approved because of what Jesus did on the cross for us. It reminds us of that. Sinasabi ng salamin yon, that you are a child of God. But then, on the other hand, the mirror also tells us that if there's something that we need to fix in our lives, we have to do something about it. And the reason why the Word of God is like that is because God cares for you and me. Every time I would see something not nice or my daughter if she's doing something na hindi maganda i am i'm not going to be a passive dad who would say sige gawin mo lang yan bahala ka because that would show that i am a father who does not care but because i care for her so much if i see something bad i'm going to tell that to her in the same way the reason why the word of god here james was saying that it's like a mirror because god loves you so much he doesn't want you to become the person he doesn't want god doesn't want you to remain the same because he knows that you have a great potential because he knows the blessings that he can give you only if we are going to obey and follow his commands sometimes we think that bakit kaya hindi ako Pumupunta naman ako ng church. Matin naman ako ng victory. Probably because we have been listening so much but we haven't applied what God is trying to tell us. More than listening, we need to learn to apply. How many of you here uh, uh, have used things na nakakatulong? For example, if you're in a diet, you're going to drink non-fat milk, for example. But then again, you will, 
you're trying to drink non-fat milk, something useful, pero something good. But then, if we drink Coke, Pastor, okay lang naman, Coke Zero. Still, Coke. Di ba? Hindi ka pa rin papayat nun, di ba? Or probably you're here, you're trying to, you love to cook, you've downloaded a lot of recipes from the internet, but how many of you have really actually uh, moved from downloading recipes from the internet to actually uh, trying to cook those recipes? Until we do something, we will not be able to enjoy the benefits of, of, of these things. Here in our generation, uh, Right now, this day and age, we have an abundance of religious information. There are a lot of websites, good websites, that would help us in our walk with God. There are a lot of websites that teaches us or, or, or helps us in our faith journey with God. But no matter how many good the websites are, no matter how many times we go to those websites, no ma- matter how many times we would try to share those articles to other people, unless we practice what we have seen or heard, we will not become the person that God has called us to be. God's heart is for us to to be able to, to practice, to not only listen, but also to practice what we hear, to do what we hear. And this is the encouragement that we can get. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. When we obey God, we will be blessed. Kumbaga, meron mga kasamang blessing when we are submitting to his word. The more we do or obey, the more uh, we will understand the goodness and God, of God in our lives. We become stronger in our faith. When trials come, we are able to stand more. We are able to respond in a way that is, is more pleasing to God. Why? Because we're going to trials and we respond right now. I'm go- I'm going to trials. Gusto kong bumigay, but the word of God is, is saying that I should respond like this because I know that God loves me so much because His Son died for me. Diba? If He doesn't love me, why did Jesus die for me in the first place? But because He loves me so much, knowing that Christ died for me, I'm going to respond in a way that honors Him. I know I'm going to go, I'm going through this thing. I know I have a lot of bills to pay. I know there are a lot of relationships that I need to, to fix and I don't know where to start. But because I know, I know that God loves me and He cares to me, I'm going to respond in a way that would honor Him. Instead of, of trying to do illegal things, instead of backbiting someone, I would respond in a way that would, that would please Him. I would be more patient with people. I would uh, do more what He says. The more we experience this, the more we experience His goodness in our lives, the more we will trust Him. And the only way for us to experience Him is if we would continue to persevere in following Him or doing what He says. When we apply what we have heard or read, it will take root in our hearts. Simply put, James is asking as well, okay, be hearers, be doers, and now what's next? 
He's saying here in, in the last two verses, if anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. In other words, he was saying that the true religion, my brothers, is a person, if you want to have true religion, if you're saying that you have true religion or you want to practice true religion, if you want to practice as brothers, you have to have self-control. Yes, you may be going through a lot of situation right now, but let me tell you, practice self-control. Because at the end of the day, you are mirroring as well the God that you serve. If you are a parent here, if you are a father, and there are a lot of things happening in families, for example, finances. If we are the first person to say, Nako, wala na tayong pag-asa. Diba? Kumbaga, that would bring discouragement to the family. But if you are here, if you are a father and you are a believer of Christ, I believe that we should be the ones who should be in faith. Tayo yung kailangan mas malakas sa faith and we should encourage. Because when we say, hindi, hindi, anak, kaya natin to. Honey, kaya natin to. Because when we do that, we are reflecting the goodness of God as well. They would be reminded, our family would be reminded that our God is faithful through us. Grabe naman tong asawa ko. Alam niya nang marami siyang kailangan bayaran. Yun, siya, di ba? Marami siyang kailangan bayaran. Pero still, he is in faith. And then they'll be in faith as well. Or if you are in your campus, you have a group project, and they're saying, hindi natin kaya to, sobrang hirap. You become the person who is in faith. You demonstrate who Jesus is. You demonstrate what a Christian is all about. You become in faith. No, de kaya natin to, guys. Kailangan lang natin pagisipan. Kailangan lang natin mag ano mag mag focus. Or if you are in in your company working, people are discouraged. Ah, magsasara na natong kompento ganyan. You become the example for them. You bring faith because you have faith that comes from Jesus Christ. There are a lot of things. Gusto na sana na. Gusto na. Pwede natin ilabas. All of the complaints, and our complaints could be valid. But then, a person who is under the Lordship of Jesus Christ can practice self-control. Romans 2.13, it says, For it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but doers of the law who will be justified. So another, moving on, he would say, How do you apply having true religion? It's by helping others in need as well. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their uh, affliction. During their time, the time of James, that orphans and widows are those who are the most helpless in society. But that does not mean that hanggang dun na lang tayo. Because what he is pointing out here is that if there is a person that is helpless or indeed you demonstrate religion there. You demonstrate true gospel there. That true gospel is not just about being in church, lifting our hands, singing songs of praise, although that's part of it, especially if it comes in our hearts, but don't just stop there. True religion goes beyond that because during their time, especially in the Old Testament, they know that religion is uh, sacrificing lambs, killing, giving the, the offering. But here, because we are a new creation, it's not just about that. It's not just about 
doing sacrifices for the altar and all of this. But it goes beyond that by helping those who are in need. We have to demonstrate this because we have to show to the world that God cares. The reason why we can do this is because we ourselves have experienced this. The reason why we can care for those who are in need because God has demonstrated that care for us. The reason why we can love others who are in need because we have experienced that love from God as well. The reason why we can show grace to others is because we have received grace. The reason why we can show mercy to those who are in need, to those orphans, widows, probably unborn children. Na right now, there are a lot of bills trying about abortion like that. Or probably those who are in need like street children. The reason why we can do all those things and show compassion is because God showed this compassion towards us. The reason why, God, why this is important to God, showing compassion to those who are in need, is because He wants to show others that He cares for them. And God wants to use us to become messengers of that love, of that grace, of that mercy, of that compassion towards other people. And that is how to apply true religion. He says here, and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Or in other words, true religion is us being set apart from this world, being set apart from the value system of this world. Our value system of this world is that if you want to be accepted, you have to be famous, you have to, be, you have to do this, you have to, to do that. But we know that our value system is not like that. For me to be famous, okay, if I need to be famous or to be accepted, I have to do things even if it's wrong. But because we are setting ourselves apart from the world, that we know that, that our value is not based on what we do. Our value is not based on what we accomplish, but our value is based on what Jesus did on the cross. When we are in a situation in our work or in our campus to do something that is bad, but everyone's doing it, everyone's copying during exams, it's okay, everyone's copying it, it's okay. That's the value system of a person who follows the, the value system of this world. It's okay if you want to reach that quota in your sales. It's okay. Bring that client out. Bring him to a place that, that, that he can get drunk or, or you can hire a girl for that person so that you can get that sale from him. Value system of the world. But for us Christians, James was reminding that we have to, when we talk about true religion, we are to set apart. Set apart that we have our own value system that comes from the Word of God. Another value system of the Word, if you want to prosper, hoard. <laughs> but God's value system is that you want to prosper, be generous, give. Especially in this generation right now, it's hard to help. I think one of the challenges for us to help the people who are in need is because of Instagram, Facebook, all right? Because of things that we see in the internet. I was reminded when, I was reminded when preparing for this, when, during the time that there is no Instagram, Facebook, 
I was so content with my life. I mean, you're just, life was simple, you're, you're content. But then when Instagram, Facebook came, you would see people traveling. Then you would say, ah, gusto ko dyan pumunta. <laughs> Di ba? You would see people posting food of the places that na kinainan nila. Sarap neto. Kumbaga, I want to eat that dish as well. Di ba? Kumbaga, we want to, it becomes a challenge. And I'm not talking about na bawal mag, ano, magbakasyon, bawal kumain sa magandang lugar. Right? We just came from a vacation. <laughs> Me and my family. But the question here is, that, is this, that are we so envious with others that we start to neglect those people who are in need? That we are so envious for others that we are not able to share to other people the resources that God has given us? Or in the practical sense, is this, in your monthly budget, is there a portion that we use to bless other people who are in need. Galing ng, ano eh, Facebook and Instagram. I'm still an Instagram user and Facebook, but that's just a question for everyone. Are we envious? The reason why the, this generation is so depressed is because of what we see in Facebook and Instagram. That's the reason why there's a lot of suicide. During my time, wala naman nag-suicide. But now, there's a rampant, there's a wave na ang dami nag-suicide lang. Because there's this uh, spirit of, yung nga, yung, you're envious, you are not content. But for a Christian, we are set apart. The world may be like this, but we are set apart because we need to show to the world that that face or, or that nice food or nice trip is not the answer. Having these things are not the answer. Those are nice things, but that is not the answer. The answer is the gospel. That's why we demonstrate it. Because the answer is the gospel. Basically, true religion is our response to the love of God demonstrated by Jesus and us demonstrating that love to those who are in need as well. Uh, I, I guess I've said this before in, in, in one of the services. Last February, we started this outreach in a DSWD compound in front of um, Alabang Town Center, which is called Haven for Children. Here in Haven for Children, dito nalalagay yung mga boys, alright? Boys ages from 6 to 17. Two kinds of boys that, that are placed here. One is, ito yung mga boys na nahuhuli ng DSWD street children who are using solvents like thinner and rugby. Another group of boys are boys who have been abandoned by their parents. I hope that if you're a parent right here, right now, that would move you. Imagine that, diba? I have a three-year-old daughter. I can imagine abandoning her. Pero yun, yun yung nire-reach out namin. A group of singles who would volunteer every month and a group of leaders from every nation campus, ng mga estudyante. So this is just a picture of that, na one of the teams. Because every month, nagbabago yung team as, if, as long if they want to volunteer. The good thing about this as well, this is self-sustaining. Because 
it is the volunteers who are who are every time that they would volunteer they are the one who's chipping in when it comes to the outreach they're chipping in when it comes to some food na papakain they're chipping in when it comes to alcohol nagagamitin <laughs> or ganun kumbaga they are the ones uh, chipping in for this demonstrating the gospel but we're not just there we just don't go there just to feed these kids Basically, what we do there is that every third Saturday of the month is that we bring church there. We bring worship there. We preach the gospel there. We do activities, games, anything that will help the kids have a personal encounter with God. Because we believe that gospel demonstration should not just be demonstrated here in this room, but gospel demonstration is us going out to those who are in need. We started this February. That is three, three months ago. But you know what? The reason why we are able to do it, this as a church or a community is because three years ago, a group of men, victory group of men, decided that we need to do something. That we have to demonstrate what the love of God is. So this three, this men, this group of men, victory group, hindi church, hindi, hindi yung church na to sa kanila. Okay guys, you do an outreach. It was their own accord to do this. You know Kat, the one who gave a uh, offering, uh, the one beside her is uh, her dad. Her dad is the one na naging contact person namin in that outreach. It was their victory group that started the outreach there. And after three years, then we started to become involved. Because The reason why I'm saying this, up to this extent, I could have ended in, in us, victory. But the reason why I'm saying this to you is because sometimes we don't have to wait for the church to do something. Why? Because you are the church. Because you have a personal encounter with God. When you have a personal encounter with God, you listen to His Word and you start to do it. You don't start to do it when the, start, when, when the church as an institution starts to do it. But because you have a personal encounter with God, you just do it. When you see someone is in need, I'll just do it. Pastor to tell me help that person. But because I see that person is in need of help, I'll do it. Why? Because true religion is a response to the love of God that was demonstrated by Jesus. And true religion is us demonstrating that love to those who are in need as well. The truth is, doing true religion is hard. I myself as a pastor would, sometimes I would miss Sometimes I will catch myself, be patient, but then I will be mad with my wife. It's, it's really hard. But the intention of James here is not to scold us or judge us. The intention of James and God, why he was, it was, has been written, spoken by God through James, is to remind us that we can never do it on ourselves. Okay, I hope that as you have heard this preaching, you would not be condemned. But you would hear the voice of God saying, 
son, my daughter, that is what I want you to be. I want you to be true. Why? Because I love you. Because you have so much potential. I don't want you to remain the person that you are right now. You may be offended with Pastor Francis saying these things. Probably feeling mo na But God is telling you right now, I believe He's saying, I'm here, son. I'm reminding you, yes, hindi mo yung kaya, pero I'm here. Punta ka dito, wag ka lang dyan magstay sa inupa mo. Lapit ka sa akin. Because I can help you. That is this message. Not to bring condemnation to everyone, but for us to respond in a way that would say, God, I need you. God, tama ako yan. God, I want to change. And if you are here, it's your first time, I hope that you saw the heart of God or you realized the heart of God. Christians are not perfect, but God's heart is that, to change us to become the person that you have called, that God has called us to be. I hope that every time you would see Christians, self-professing Christians saying that I'm a Christian and you would see them fail, I hope that that will not be a stumbling block for you to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Because at the end of the day, God is not concerned with how you see that person, but God is concerned with you yourself. Son, will you, will you respond? Will you respond to the love that I want to show you? So I believe that is a message of God for us right now. More than hearers, we have to be doers. Because it is our response to the love that Christ demonstrated on the cross. And us being able to demonstrate that to people who need the love of God. Let's bow our heads and pray. Lord Jesus, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for this message. Thank you that this message is not about condemning us, but reminding us of our imperfections. This reminder of our imperfections, may it prompt us to go before you, kneel before your throne, humbled, saying that indeed, Jesus, we still need you. Yes, we gave, your, we gave our life probably years, months, decades ago. But even it has been years already, we still need you at this moment. Lord, I pray, Lord God, for your grace to sustain us. If you are here and you need the grace of God, can you lift up your hands right now? If you need the grace of God, Lord, we are lifting up our hands, asking for your grace. Mahirap to gawin, Panginoon. Pero, because you are a great God and because of the power of the Holy Spirit, we believe that we are able to do it. We refuse to say that we can't do it. Yes, on our own, we can't do it, Lord. But with you, Lord God, all things are possible. We may fail from, from time to time, but I pray, Lord God, that we would not look at our failures, but we would look at the possibilities of the power of your word. Because we will be always be reminded that at the end of the day, you don't want to leave us nor forsake us, Lord Jesus. Lord, give us grace to become truthful, to become patient, to become forgiving to become even responsible, Lord God, to become an example towards other people so that other people would want to know you as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.